At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. For Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, it's The Brief from WABE. I'm Christopher Alston, and for Jim Burris. Georgia Senator John Ossoff is calling for a federal investigation into the alleged mistreatment and abuse of detainees in the Clayton County Jail. WABE's Shemaine Cruz has more. Ossoff says he sees a pattern of civil rights violations in Clayton County's jail that have resulted in several preventable deaths. His call for an investigation comes one year after the U.S. Department of Justice prosecuted Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill. He was convicted by a jury for violating the constitutional rights of pretrial detainees by having them strapped into restraint chairs for hours at a time. He was replaced by LaVon Allen. The Clayton County Sheriff's Office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Shemaine Cruz, WABE News. Governor Brian Kemp is once again suspending the state gas tax. WABE's Raul Valley explains when relief could come to your local station. In Georgia, gas taxes are paid at the distributor level, not by gas stations. So while the tax is suspended as of Wednesday morning, it may not show up in the price at the pump for a few days. Back in March 2022, the last time the fuel tax was suspended, it took four days before the first stations reflected those lower prices. Georgia's current tax is 31 cents a gallon for gas and 35 cents a gallon for diesel. The governor's executive order runs through October the 12th, but can be extended on a month-to-month basis. Raul Bally, WABE News. Meanwhile, the average for a gallon of gas in Atlanta continues to drop. That's according to price comparison site GasBuddy. WABE's Alex Helmick has more. The slight drop of just three cents a gallon over the last week has the average in Metro Atlanta at $3.60 a gallon. That's well below the national average, but GasBuddy says it's still 32 cents higher than a year ago here. The country could see prices creep lower, as is normal for the fall. That is, if there isn't a natural disaster like a hurricane that could disrupt refineries and impact supply. The price comparison site takes user data to make an average. It says various stations across Metro Atlanta are showing a wide disparity in price, with the highest running $4.39 a gallon for regular unleaded. Alex Helmick, WAB News. Atlanta-based UPS is raising its shipping prices for customers around the country. WABE's Marlon Hyde has more. The company behind the iconic brown truck has announced a 5.9% average rate hike for its ground, air, and international services, according to its website. The new rate will go into effect on December 26th. Analysts worried that UPS would pass off increased labor costs to its customers after it agreed to a new five-year deal valued at $30 billion with the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. 
drops in volume hit the company hard this year, as some customers shifted away from the shipping giant to prepare for what could have been an economically difficult strike. Freight and shipping costs continue to rise across the board as competitor FedEx announced similar rate hikes last week. Additional costs for high-volume shippers and businesses during peak season will go up starting next month. Marlon Hyde, WABE News. Atlanta scientists are on the forefront of the nation's quest to understand long COVID. More than three years into the pandemic, there are still many more questions than answers. But for Georgians living with long COVID, the research could eventually help them. WABE health reporter Jess Mador has the story. When COVID-19 first hit the U.S., Kennesaw nurse Laura Price was working at a doctor's office. She was caring for so many patients who ended up in the hospital and worried whatever this new disease was, it was serious. Soon after treating someone with symptoms, Price got sick. And I felt like every single bone in my body was going to break. It was February of 2020. My husband woke me up around four in the morning because he rolled over. He wasn't even touching me. He feel the heat just radiating off me. I had a 104 and 105 temperature for about six days. As soon as it was safe, she went back to work. But some of her aches and fatigue never totally went away. Then almost a year later, Price got COVID again. This time, she couldn't keep food down or concentrate on anything, she says. She was exhausted. The thought of just like getting up and walking up a flight of stairs was like, I can't do it. She recovered, but a few months later, her stomach pain started. The type of pain where you would stop and go, oh, and bend over. It got really like almost unbearable. One night I thought I was having a appendicitis. At other times, she thought maybe it was kidney stones or her gallbladder. But it wasn't until recently that a doctor connected Price's symptoms with long COVID. Researchers have identified a link between COVID-19 and gastrointestinal problems. Price is still being tested, but says the diagnosis gives her hope. I'm still not myself. And at least I'm on the road to some answers. Everybody wants an answer. Anything that you do to help somebody else down the line so that they don't have to go through what I've went through, what anybody's been through. Answers are what Emory School of Medicine professor and infectious disease expert Dr. Ego Afotokun wants to. He worked on the COVID-19 vaccines, and now he's helping to lead national research into long COVID. Who is getting it? How are they getting it? How are they recovering? What is it doing to the body? What is the mechanism of disease? So that we can then find target for treatment. He's leading the Atlanta team for the National Institutes of Health Recover Initiative. It also includes Morehouse School of Medicine, Grady, the Atlanta VA, and Kaiser Permanente of Georgia. Long COVID can affect nearly every tissue and organ in the body, and there are many theories about its causes, Afotokun says. One relates to viral persistence, where a patient recovers from acute infection, but traces of the virus remain. Your defense system just fighting against anything it can find, including the virus and part of your body. And some people are not able to withstand that. And some people, even after you recover, the damage has been done. There's a lot more work to be done to understand long COVID, Ofotokun says, but he's confident researchers will eventually discover treatments. 
The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services estimates between around 8 and 23 million Americans have developed long COVID. The Atlanta-based CDC is working on the problem, too. Yeah, this is a real thing. CDC Director Dr. Mandy Cohen. The good news is we're seeing some early data, and it's still just early data, that if you are getting vaccinated and you're up to date on those vaccines, and you are taking advantage of treatment, you are less likely to get long COVID. At home in Kennesaw, nurse Laura Price says she's grateful she's able to continue working when so many people with long COVID are debilitated. But she doesn't have the energy she used to when she gets home. Reinfection is another constant worry. I'm not gonna let it get me down. I got people who depend on me, patients I gotta take care of, I got a husband that I love very much. This is life now. That is, until there's more hope for people with long COVID. Jess Mador, WABE News. And you can find more on that story and others at WABE.org. The interim superintendent of Atlanta Public Schools just finished a four-day tour of the district. Dr. Danielle Battle stepped into the role after the school board chose not to renew Dr. Lisa Herring's contract. As WABE's Juma Say reports, she ended her 19th school tour with the students at Hollis Innovation Academy, just west of downtown Atlanta. Battle and a third grader at Hollis start a game of literacy telephone by reading a sentence. Dr. Battle was so mad. Got it? Yes. All right. The student then whispers what he read to his neighbor, and then the neighbor passes that message along. Now this goes on and on until finally... Did you hear about the football game? Some money money came missing and Dr. Battle was so mad. Okay, he got <laughs> Battle says she wants a district of readers. She says her team has already partnered with the Rollins Center for Language and Literacy, a development organization for educators. Now, their goal is to pilot ideas that can be used in Atlanta public schools next year. Battle's plan is to continue visiting schools throughout her 10-month term. I think it's important um, as a superintendent that you get into the schools to see what's really going on, because um, paper shows one thing, but the, the imperial data, when you go in and see it yourself, it's a different picture. The Atlanta Board of Education plans to have the next superintendent in place by the start of the 2024 school year. Juma Say, WABE News. That's it for The Brief. You can find more local news at wabe.org. Melissa Fato is our editor. And for Jim Burris, I'm Christopher Alston. Amplifying Atlanta, it's 90.1 WABE. Hey, y'all. I'm Mark Kendall. And I'm David Perdue. And we're the hosts of What's Good Atlanta, the new weekly comedy podcast from WABE. On What's Good Atlanta, we run down uplifting and unusual headlines from the universe known as Atlanta. And while we may not be journalists, we are comedians, and we'll be breaking down news and breaking down the stories that make you smile. We're just trying to see what's good, Atlanta. Episodes drop Fridays at WABE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I get mine from a guy named Craig. Shout out to Craig. Mm -hmm. WABE. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music. Listen at wabe.org or wherever you find your podcasts.